0: And welcome to It's More Than Academic, where we will discuss the ways academics support our community, presented by Crusader Casting. I'm your host, Nancy Barkin, principal of Cardinal Gibbons High School. I'm here with Joan Troy, uh, math department chair, as well as Lewis Award winning master educator. What year was that, Joan?
1: 2012, I believe pride. So welcome, Joan. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. How long have you been at Colonel Gibbons? This is my 24th year.
0: (gasps) Next year's 25? Next year's 25. Those are fun. So when when educators reach 25 years, uh, we do something special during the week of Catholic Schools Week. Let's get down to business. So um, you're the math department chair. Yes. Where do you see math in the next five
1: years? So 2025, Joan, where do you see um, math? Well, my hope is that will continue to work less on algorithms and how do you solve an equation and more on how do you think and how can you solve a real problem. Okay. So it's, you know, math has been done the same way since the Greeks <laughs> in, in many ways. right? And so transitioning to something that isn't very linear and very, prescribed is hard for math and we need to still do that. We still need to prepare students for college, for taking calculus or whatever it is that they're going to take there. But we also have to prepare them to solve problems that are not prescribed in one through seven odd in the book.
0: <laughs> I love one through seven odd like do the odd ones. The answers are in the back. Yay. <laughs> um that never that always helped me, because then at least the answer was there. If I never got, I, I would know I got it wrong. Right. So I appreciated when they got the odd ones.
1: Well, you know, what we do now, because we kind of do our own material and there isn't a book. Yeah. I do all the problems for them and post them every night by, um, they get it in a, in a text. So that they can check their homework before they come and know what the answers are. You can look at that two ways. Am I doing their homework for them? No, not really, because the kids are pretty serious and they want to learn how to do it. And yeah. it, it's awful to be at home trying to work a problem and not have an idea in the world whether your answer's right or wrong. So I kind of give them everything, and it seems to work. Do you feel like there's a way in which, because you're get the kids
0: are getting it, but you're not getting it, right. Is there a way that you feel like moving forward there could be some technology you'd want to use to get that data, that formative data, before
1: they walk in the door? So there are a couple of things that we could use, and we're experimenting with OneNote. Yes. Which means, and I do distribute the notebook to every child and those who choose. Now, this is kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. A lot of my students do want to use paper, and I'm not going to deny them the right, yeah, to do it on paper versus in the notebook, but that has come in very handy for me to be able to look because I can look at their notebooks and see what they did in their problems. So I can see every child's notebook if they're huh. using OneNote, and I could see their homework before they came in, just exactly like. Well, look at that. Um, there's some other things. There's a great. Um, uh, tool called go formative it you probably wouldn't do all your homework on it but I've used that and I get a like a dashboard that shows me every child's answer so in class for instance if I'm seeing their answer and I know it's a good answer and they don't like to answer because they're shy since I know it's right I can blow their answer up and have it be the one that's showing and ask them to say what they did and they have the confidence if I do that that they did it right So we have some tools that are similar. It's Math on the computer is hard, and that's why it's great that we have screens we can write on because we get to experiment with ways to still do the math. So
0: I will tell you that five years ago when we embarked on this, well, it was actually seven years Mm -hmm. ago, this one-to-one journey, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, something that Leslie Coe, our director of IT, she and I were kind of almost a non-negotiable was how do we include math? And you were you were department chair at the time and Leslie and I knew that if we if we had a tool for our educators and our students mm-hmm. that was uh, that could benefit math, use and the right on screen was kind of the direction at the time. We knew that math would take that and run with it. So this is a great transition. So how do you, so go formative, OneNote. I know Tim Healy uses it. I know you use it. Who else uses Ursula OneNote? Ursula's is
1: using OneNote. Um, a lot of us use it now as a presentation tool. Yeah. So I think that's the convincing factor. So I used it last year as a presentation tool, and I it suddenly, the world kind of opened up. Huh with one note last year and I began to see how the students could benefit by it so I think that's the easiest way for us to transition into it is the teacher has the experience and sees how easy it is to write and how you don't save it when you walk away it's done and there's your notes and I think that's the first step to then involving the students in it and the fact that some of us have done it this year successfully will let us help people do it next year now, if a
0: student is absent and you've used your math notebook mm-hmm. that you right. then share, uh-huh. the absent student could then have right. access to your to that day's notes. Right.
1: So that's part, what I. figured. Yeah. So part of the OneNote is there's a content area. So that's where I put. My notes, so every student when I distribute the notebook gets my content. It's
0: area. like a tab in a yes. notebook, yes, like a five tab notebook. Right. It's one of the tabs, yes, and then one of their tabs is going to be
1: their note, so they could have a tab right. for homework. And so I distribute it by unit, but they can still look back into my notebook, yeah, at my units. Oh, I love that! It's it's
0: pretty. Oh, I shouldn't cool. whisper, I said, I love that. <laughs>
1: love writing on the computer, and I think it'll just take a while. You know, some of my students in honors math are so they're very precise, and they want yes. their writing to be perfect. They and, like the lines. And they, they like the precision you can get with a pencil and paper. And I think as time passes, they'll even, I was that way too. Mm-hmm. I will get, you will get to the point where maybe if your handwriting is not as good, the convenience of having it everywhere you go, and, and being able to pull up right where you left off will be maybe the deciding factor of people writing more. Yeah. It'll take a while. It's it's not the easiest skill to write all the time on your computer. You have to get it comfortable and yeah. you, you know, you have to figure out how it works for you. You know, for me, I
0: I would say it's sheer laziness. I just don't want to carry around a bunch of things. So when I transitioned from and I didn't do it intentionally like I'm gonna go paperless this year, mm-hmm. but when We went one-to-one. Much of what I did became paperless, which was fantastic because um, I didn't have to carry papers back and forth. Mm -hmm. But the paper stacks were a physical reminder of the work I had to do. And then it took me some time to remember... Oh, Nancy, you have a stack on Google Classroom or in a Google Form or in a Google Doc. Like, you have essays that you need to grade. And the other transition that was hard was um, giving kids enough, you know, giving kids feedback. Because writing, I, I didn't write as much, but when you're on your computer... I was typing all kinds of comments. Right. Because I type faster and neater than I write. Now, um, what do you feel like the math department does to help prepare kids for college and life?
1: Again, I think that part of what you're talking about is that. Right. So what else? Well, I think that we're giving them... um, We're very meticulous about our curriculum to make sure that it is college prep. And so that part of it is I'm sure when our students leave and go to a college that they are prepared to start wherever it is that they need to start there so I never doubt I never doubt that and math people are pretty unanimously I need to make sure that we are. cover the curriculum that's thats our personality type that's probably why we ended up being math people mm-hmm. and the life thing goes back to the problem solving part of you know what I tell the tell the kids is nobody's going to hand you an equation in life and ask you to solve it. They're going to hand you a problem and ask you to solve it. So when we work with them and try to give them skills to solve problems, they might use that in a human resources office someday, not solving an equation, but thinking through a problem and looking for the solution. So that's part of what we do as well. It's not just about covering the curriculum. It's about making them thinkers. And, and, you know, math was one of the uh, mathematicians, before there were lots of other things that they could do, put their fingers in every field because math does sort of fit in some way or shape or form in every field, including the problem-solving part of it.
0: What are some strategies? I'm going to, again, jump off mm-hmm. from the last thing because mm-hmm. I feel like you are preparing them for college and for life and I see it in how you care for students. Uh, can you give me some examples of what you you see in your department
1: with the folks that strategies they use to care for kids here? Well I think the first thing I would always say is if you walk into our department at 715 or 720 you'll see almost every teacher with their door open working with a student. Yes you will. and. I think that's part and parcel to being successful as a department is that we make ourselves available to the students in every possible situation that we can. Um, We instituted the math in the morning so that if you felt like you needed to hear somebody else explain it or if your teacher wasn't in because they needed to drop their child off somewhere else that morning, there would always be a teacher available in the morning that could answer your questions. And, of course, at Gibbons, where everybody's busy in the afternoons, offering that in the morning kind of gives students a chance to ask a question pretty much without any, any uh thing to prevent them from getting their question answered Uh
0: you're absolutely right the doors are open there are kids there are kids in the hallway there are kids
1: in classrooms and then you know what that does it opens up so i have kids who if they just see me in there they come in it's great to meet other kids who aren't yours yeah so they've become comfortable to just come in and say can i ask you a question because they get to know us In the morning. So it's not just the person on duty who ends up working with other students. I love that. Joan, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Nancy. You have a great day. Thank you.